Amen. God got a blessing with your name on it. Amen. You don't have to worry about nobody else getting what God has for you. Amen. We sing the song that what God has for you, it is for you. Amen. You can't worry. You don't have to worry about nobody else getting what God has for you. Amen. Because the songwriter says he has your name on it. Amen. We thank God for songs that were sang and the prayers that was given, the announcements that was made. We thank God for the children that has uh, participated in the service. Amen. We thank God for our visitor, Lil Darius. We hope that he come back again to see us. Amen. Now let us turn our attentions to the fifth chapter of the book of of Galatians. I'm sorry. The fifth chapter of the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 5. Amen. You're going to read that, you say? Galatians chapter 5, we begin reading from verse number 1. 
Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ had made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised, that he is adapted to do the whole law. Christ has become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith, but faith which worketh by love. You did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? Amen. We like to speak from the subject. What got in your way? Amen. What got in your way? Our Father and our God, we thank you once again for the privilege and opportunity, Lord, to come and stand before your people, Lord. The people of God, who the Christ Jesus, our Redeemer, have saved from the penalty of sin. We stand before him, Lord, to declare your holy and righteous word in the mighty name of Jesus. And we pray for listening ears, dear God, and we pray for receptive hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Father, as your word is expounded uh, to the ears of you, Lord, let it to the depths of the heart in the mighty name of Jesus that we may live out the righteousness which is by faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. What? Got in your way. Satan has a way to deal with us in this life. To try and hinder our walk with God. That's his job. That's the thing that he is in this world to do to stop as many of us, to hinder as many of Christ's followers as he possibly can, to put some doubt in our mind, to cause us to turn around and go astray. This is the process of the logistic system in our society. When 12 men sit on the jury, that if somebody... Uh, is persuaded by a shadow of a doubt. The man or the person that is charged with a crime can go free. And so this is what the enemy try and use. Satan, he try and use this legal system to try and baffle our mind and to try and persuade us that we are not on the right road. I heard in the announcements where Sister Evans was saying that because of the battle we've been fighting since the time we announced the revival, how much the enemy has raised his hand to fight and to try and throw discord and division among us, that if the devil wasn't fighting it, then it, wasn't, it wouldn't be of God. Because everything that God is for the devil is against it. And he's going to fight it tooth and nail. He's going to claw at your heart and claw at your mind, play 
amen, with your senses to try and make you think that this is not working, that this is not right. In our lesson, Paul is sending this letter to the Galatians church. The church that had received the undoctrinated truth of God's word. They had received the message of faith and love by Jesus Christ and accepted Christ as their Savior. But by them being in a heathen nation, not Jewish-born, not true Israelites, they had some that creeped in and sowed some discord among them, letting them know that they was not truly a part of God's kingdom because they was not circumcised, because they did not go through the formalities, the legal formalities that Moses and Abraham had received from God saying that all male children should be circumcised to be a part of the nation of the kingdom of God. And so they, 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 they came and sowed this discord in the midst of the church. This is where the enemy works. He's not concerned about you and I. He's concerned about destroying the church. Because the church was created by Jesus Christ. This is how the church was established through the blood of Christ through his crucifixion, and most of all, by his resurrection. And all of these people was being converted, was being turned over from being heathens to become Christians. And some had been creeped in, these Judaizers, those that still wanted to feel important, wanted to make it seem like as if though they had something to do with these people being accepted. I'm so glad that the word of God said that whosoever believeth in Christ the same shall be saved. It was the whomsoever is the thing that caused you and I to get saved. It was the whomsoever that allowed the doors to open for you and I. Because we was a part of that whosoever. Because all of us had did something, amen, that caused us to become sinners. That was in a dying need of a savior. And so Paul is writing this letter as he had heard the discord and the division that had came in the midst of the church. And so he sends this letter and he encouraged them to stand fast. In other words, he's telling us to take a stand against those that come out against us. Those that seem to walk contrary and always have, seem to have an argument concerning the body of Christ. Pointing fingers and, and pointing the blame on this one, that one, and the other one. So Paul says, stand fast in the liberty wherefore Christ had made us free. And we need to understand that it's not no one else that died for you and I to set us free from the penalty of sin. It was nobody but Christ. 
The Bible said that God had given him a name above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. I know they got some people, amen, that we might look up to. They got some people, amen, that, might, that we might be impressed by. Amen. That do something that catches our attention. Amen. But only Christ is the one who can save your soul. Amen, somebody. He came and he died for the sins of this world. Died for your sins and died for my sins. And so Paul is admonishing them to stand fast in the liberty of Christ. Amen. He's the one that sets you free. Amen. He's the one. Amen. Can bring you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. From hell to eternity. Thank you, Lord. And so he's trying to let them know that the people who join this discord, they might impress you, amen, by the law that they know and the words and the scriptures that they can, that they can recite, amen, but it was nobody but Christ. Only Christ can set you free. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I know we've been impressed by some people, amen. We might love family members, might look up to them, amen, through some of the things that they accomplished in this life. Amen. But nobody, amen, can't nobody, the songwriter said, can't nobody do me. Nobody could do me like Jesus. Amen. Nobody could do me like Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Paul said, don't be entangled again in the yoke of bondage. Before Christ came, amen, we had yokes of bondages upon us. Amen. We was in a, into a little bit of everything. Amen. A little bit of lying, a little bit of stealing, and a little bit of cheating, a little bit of uh, uh, backbiting. Amen. Homemonging. Whatever it was we was out there doing, we was in, involved in it. And it caused us to be in bondage. Amen. Because every time we got up, amen, it was on our mind. Uh, uh, where am I going to go and do this at today? Amen. Let me call my boy. Let me call my girl. Amen. So we can go out there, amen, and do our thing. Amen. But the thing that we was doing had us in bondage. Amen. And it was nobody but Christ and the word of God that set us free. And the Bible said who the Son had set free. He's free indeed. Amen. These people was trying to bring them back into bondage. Amen. To the letter of the law. Amen. Christ came because he knew that no man can keep the whole law. Amen. I don't care how many ten commandments and, and twenty commandments and deeds and thou's. Amen. We can't keep them all. Amen. If we, if we, if we, thank you, Lord. If we stop doing this, all of, all of a sudden, we find ourselves doing that. Amen. And once we didn't got a hold of that, amen, there's always something else in our way. Thank you, Lord. And when we think that we didn't got it all together, something happened, amen, and the bottom fall out. Amen. And our senses, amen, begin to step in and we begin to worry, do this stuff still work? Amen. That's why the Lord, the Bible says that we walk. Amen. That's the only way we're going to make it. Amen. Because if we keep our eyes on what's going on in our lives, in the lives of people, how people treat one another, and the things that's going on even in the church and in our family, amen, it will cause us to throw in the towel and walk away. Amen. So the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. And not by sight. Amen. Because if we continue to look at the things that's going on around us, amen, it would begin to baffle us. Amen. It begins to baffle us, amen. We begin to think, amen, on these things. We begin to let these things uh, uh, baffle our mind, amen, and cause us, amen, to, 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 to question, amen, the Christian faith, amen. But Paul says we walk by faith and not by sight. 
Thank you, Lord. So as the children, amen, of Galatians, the church of Galatians, amen, began to receive the letter. Amen. Paul is giving them some encouragement. You know, sometimes when we make mistakes, amen, we do things contrary to what we've been taught, amen, contrary to the thing that we have, we have already learned, amen. That's not the time to put one another down, amen. That's the time that the Bible said that we should pray one for another. For the effective part of the prayer, the righteous avail it much. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We need to learn how to pray. We need to come together individually and corporately, amen, and pray for those that are weak. The Bible says you that are strong, bear the infirmities of those that are weak. Amen. Sometimes our sisters and brothers, they get weak in the faith. Amen. They're not fed right. They're not coming to Bible study. They're not hearing the word of God. And when they're in church, they're praying or doing something. They're not receiving what they need to receive when the time of trials and tribulations come, where they can hold on, have a word to hold on to. I heard the pastor preach about this. I heard him teach about this in Bible study. And now this thing is facing me. What did the pastor say? How we should handle this thing? You need to know how to handle in every situation that the Lord allowed to come your way. Thank you, Lord. God is trying to do something with the church. And you have to understand, nothing can happen without God's permission, amen, for the enemy to attack the church. Amen. Thank you, Lord. But I'm reminded, amen, that God told Peter that the gates of hell should not prevail against the church. Amen. The church is a solid foundation. Amen. Built upon God's truth. Amen. And the power of his Holy Spirit is sound. Amen. It's not going nowhere. Nothing to shake it. Nothing can destroy it because it's built upon a solid foundation. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And you need to stand on the solid rock of Christ. Amen. Paul is trying to get them to understand, amen, that Christ is the one set them free. Amen. And they need to stand fast. Amen. You need to stand fast. Thank you, Lord. When, st- when storms and trials and tribulation comes our way, when the enemy tries to sow, amen, discord and doubt in your mind, stand fast. Amen. Because now you know that what you're doing and the way you're walking, amen. Thank you, Lord. You're pleasing Christ. And the enemy has came and asked Christ, may I try this person? May I try this person? May I try that person? Amen. The same thing when he went to God, went to God and asked him, say, can, can, can he try his servant Job? Amen. Job stood fast. Amen. It's time for the church to stand fast. Amen. Regardless of what you say or what you do, it's not going to stop the attack. Amen. If we stand fast, amen, sooner or later that too shall come, shall come to pass. Thank you, Lord. Paul said, for I testify. Amen. We need to have a testimony. Amen. He said, I testify to every man that is circumcised, that, that, that he become a debtor to the whole law. Amen. How many of us are going to try and keep the whole law? Amen. Nobody in here. Amen. Nobody listening to the service. Nobody that's in the service. Amen. Can keep the whole law. Amen. Every time you turn around, every time you open up your eyes from, from, a, from a good night's sleep, amen, there's something about the law, amen, that you're going to come out against. Amen. The law going to be staring you right straight in your face, even in your sleep, when you have your nightmares and some of those bad dreams you have. Amen. You're going to break the law. Amen. Some things you see and your desire to have that belong to somebody else, you didn't broke the law. So Paul said, look, let me testify to you. Can't no man keep the whole law. Amen. So don't even think about trying to, amen, be saved by the law and by circumcision. 
Circumcision, neither uncircumcision, availed nothing. Amen. When I first brought the gospel to you, amen, your, your hearts was on fire. Amen. You received it. Amen. You was ready to go out and be a witness. You was ready to testify to everybody that came your way. And so Paul asked them, say, say, say you did run well. Amen. That ought to sound familiar to some of us in here. When we first got saved, when we rededicated our lives, amen, we wanted to testify to everybody. Amen. We wanted to let everybody know, amen, I've been in this and I've been in that and God did it for me. Girl, look, God can bring you out of this. Come on, we're going to pray. We're on fire when we first get saved. We're on fire when God then delivered us from one thing, amen, and another. Amen, we want to tell everybody what God has done for us. Amen, but it comes a point in time in our lives sometimes, amen, when discord is sown in our, in our lives, amen, and to get in our way with our walk with God, amen, sometimes even with our, our relationship with, with, with some people that's in the body of Christ, amen, you find some people walk way to the other side of the church so they don't speak to that person on this side of the church. Discord in the midst of the body of Christ. Thank you, Lord. But, so Paul asked his Galatians, he said, look, you ran well. When you first got saved, when you first received the word of God, you ran well. Amen. You was on fire. Amen. You was ready to witness to everybody you saw. Amen. You went into your household and told, amen, those that hadn't heard the gospel concerning Jesus Christ. You told them what, thank you, Lord, the good things, amen, that you had heard concerning Christ and how he had set you free. Amen. What happened? What got in your way? Amen. What hindered you? What hindered you? Sometimes we can look at our lives. Amen. Amen. Look at ourselves and see something that we got in our way. Amen. It slowed us down from being a witness. Amen. It stopped us, amen, from coming to Bible study. Stopped us from coming to church. Amen. Hinder us from being on time at church. Amen. There's some things that get in our way. Amen. That God is trying to show us. You did run well, but what? What hindered you? What is it that's getting in your way? Amen. What would you have allowed to distract you? Amen. Because there's many things in this life, amen, that can cause a distraction. Amen. Many things in this life can cause a distraction. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You can, you can be offered a promotion on a job that might cause you, amen, to miss out on Bible study, cause you to miss out on church, Amen. Cause you to stop witnessing. Amen. Because your mind is set on where you want to bring, amen, your profession at. Amen. You want to, you want to, you want to rise up, amen, to the top of the chart, amen, in your profession that you're working at. There's something that would get in our way. So Paul asked the church the question, what hindered you? You started off so well. Amen. You started off so well. Everything that they had in the church, you was ready to do. Amen. You was ready to usher when they needed to usher. You wanted to be on, on, on the committee so when they have the pastor's anniversary, you wanted to be on the cooking committee or, or, the, or, the, or the decorating committee. You wanted to be on everything that the church had, but all of a sudden you began to slow down. What got in your way? What hindered you that you should not obey the gospel? Not the pastor. But he said that you should not obey the gospel. If the gospel was right before when you accepted him, what have happened? What got in your way? What have changed during that period of time that you got saved to this point that hindered you from continuing to run well? What hindered you to 
stop you from witnessing? What hindered you to stop you from paying your tithe? What got in your way that caused you to stop running so well because of the gospel? It was the death and the crucifixion and the resurrection of Christ through the gospel is the thing that got you saved. You accepted it. Your heart was on fire. What happened? What got in our way, church? What is it that caused us to, to be slowful at times? What causes us to slack up? What causes us not to have that fire still yet in our heart and in our spirit because of what Christ has done for us? Every day we wake up, it's a sign that God is showing you that he's still working in your life. Do you realize some people go to bed, don't wake up the next morning? Do you realize that there's, there's people that, that, that have home invasion while they're sleeping in their bed and get killed and robbed in their house, but yet God keeps you safe because you see, I would not allow the devourer to come by your dwelling. All of these things he do for you, so what hinder you? What hindered you? What got in your way? What it needs, what he needs to do to open up your eyes to see all the wonderful work that he's doing in your life. The people who he placed you in their heart. You are in, some of y'all are in the hearts of people. That people look up to you because of what Christ is doing on the inside of you. So what hinder you? Why can't you see what God is doing in you and through you in the lives of other people? But we've got some things in our way that we can't see the work of God that's working in our lives. What hinders you? What then got in your way that you don't have spiritual eyes enough to see that God is working in your life? Look at what he's doing in your family. Look what he's doing with your siblings. Look what he's doing in your community. Look at what he's doing for y'all that's going to school. If it has not been for the Lord, who is on my side? He lets you know that he's on your side. Look at the doors he didn't open. Look at the breakthroughs he didn't gave you. When you thought that it was the end, you thought that you wouldn't recover from something. It was Christ who reached way down and picked you right back up. Dust you all. And now you're better than you was before. And so he asks you, the church that he died for, the church that he was crucified for, suffered and bled and rose on the third day. He used the mouth of Paul to ask us, what hindered you? What, what got in your way that you should not obey the gospel of Christ? You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. God is counting on you and I, amen, to be a witness in this world to those that are not saved. Even to those that are saved, God is counting on us, amen, to testify to every man concerning the good news of Jesus Christ. That God is still able to do exceeding and abundantly above all we could ever think or ask of him according to the power that worketh in us. Amen. Don't let, don't let 
Satan robbed you of the power that God had placed on the inside of you. Amen. Timothy had got weak in the faith. Amen. Raised up in the church. Amen. Knowing the gospel of Jesus Christ and how he had worked, amen, in the lives of his mother and his grandmother, Lois. Amen. And, 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 and Timothy, amen, had got lackadaisical until Paul came and told, and told Timothy, stir up. Stir up the gift that's within you. Amen. That first began with your mother Eunice and, and with your grandmother Lois. Amen. I know it's on the inside of you. All you have to do is just stir it up. Amen. Sometimes God got to stir us up. Amen. Get us back on track. Amen. You know when you have, have a drink, amen. Amen. And, and it's not sweet enough. Amen. You got to put some sugar or some type of additive in it. And when you put it in there, you still got to do what? You still got to stir it. Amen. That you can get the, get the, the taste that you want out of it. Amen. So when God want to get what he want out of us, sometimes he got to do some things to, to stir us up. Amen. Sometimes he'll, he'll use a problem. Amen. He'll use something on your job. He'll use one of, one of your in-laws. Amen. He'll use somebody, amen, that you've done so, so, some, something good for and let them come out against you to stir you up again. We need to be stirred. Amen. Because there's some things we're allowed to get in our way that have hindered us. Amen. From not doing what God has called us to do. Amen. Let us prepare our hearts. Amen. Receive our communion on, on today. We're so grateful, amen, that we're allowed to get back to taking our communion again. Amen. Our first communion of this year. Amen. Let us look at 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to verse 34. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink of this cup, you do show the Lord's debt till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink of this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eat it and drink it unworthily, eat it and drink it damnation unto himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home that you come not together unto condemnation. And the rest will I set in order when I come. Let us stand. Jesus, Mary's baby, the rose of Sharon, the prince of peace, my redeemer, my Messiah, Oh, how I wish there had been another way. 
Jesus, Mary's baby, the rose of Sharon, the prince of peace, my redeemer, my Messiah. Oh, how I wish there had been another way. Oh, how I wish there had been another way. Jesus, Mary's My Redeemer, my Messiah, oh, how I wish there had been another way, oh, how I wish there had been How I wish there had been another way. Our Father and our God, we come to God at the table of your God to eat of your body and your dead blood in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we get to search our hearts and our minds. And Father, whatever you find that might be uh, unpleasing in your sight and may not be right here, Lord, before you. Lord, we ask that you cleanse us and purge us. Wash us with your precious blood, Lord, that we may become you for the master's in the mighty name of Jesus. Cleanse us, Lord, dear God, of our sins and our transgressions in the mighty name of Jesus, so that we come before the table to eat, Lord. We eat worthily of the body and blood of Christ in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Everyone who's going to partake of the Lord's Supper on today, let us stand. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. No, we're going to keep together. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. 
Amen. We thank God for each and every one of you that came out to the service on today. Amen. Thank God for each and every one of you who took partake in the Lord's uh, Supper on today. May God bless you. May God keep you. This is our prayer. I'm the money man. You know. I'm not money. Good job, young man. Good job, Now you got did my mom give you the thing, though? Get your paper? The, the paper? Yeah. You know the word? That's a... Yeah. Oh.